son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing aside his cloak, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, which means teacher, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Uh, I've kind of titled this message, Positioned for Breakthrough. Positioned for Breakthrough. And what I wanna do tonight is kind of explore the relationship between faith and us receiving breakthrough from God. Uh, I kind of, um, I believe that every one of us is a little bit like blind Bartimaeus. Every one of us has some kind of need or some kind of lack in our life that we would desperately want God to come and bring a breakthrough in. Am I right? Every one of us has got something. You might have a, a need for breakthrough in your family life. You might have a need for breakthrough in your personal situation, a breakthrough from addiction or mindsets or like unhealthy behaviors in your life. You might need a breakthrough in your marriage. You might need a breakthrough with your kids. You might need a breakthrough in your health, in your physical body like blind Bartimaeus. You might have any number of needs where you're saying, God, I need you to come through. I need you to break through. I need you to just come and do something to change this. You know what I know? I believe God's got breakthrough for you every single day. I believe that God, like, and, and sometimes they're big and sometimes they're just little. Sometimes like a little shift in the way you think or the way you see yourself or the way you see God or the way you approach this. It can be a breakthrough that leads you into the paths of life that God has for you. God wants to lead you in a daily lifestyle of living in a place of from breakthrough to breakthrough that grows you on the journey that He has for your life. Amen? So I wanna, what I wanna do is I wanna explore this, this moment between Jesus and blind Bartimaeus. Because I think that Bartimaeus has some, some elements about him, some things that he does that postures him in, in, in a life of faith, which positions him for breakthrough in his life, which opened a door for a life he never imagined would be possible. Uh, um, so the story begins where, where, where blind Bartimaeus, I feel really sad for him because like, he, he didn't stay blind, but we still call him blind Bartimaeus, like seeing Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus is kind of, he's, he's on his mat and he's begging. And he's on the entrance into Jericho. And as Jesus is coming into Jericho with his disciples, he's just there doing his thing. And he hears that Jesus is coming by. Now he can't see Jesus, but I tell you what, I'm sure he'd heard of him. I'm sure word had spread around town and around the place that this Jesus could do miracles, that blind eyes had been opened already and that, that, that deaf ears had been opened and that maybe even dead people had been raised to life and that miracles had taken place wherever he went. And, and so he started to hear about this Jesus that could potentially bring life to him where there was a lifeless situation. I kind of think of myself when I was 17 years old, when I, was, when I came into church and I began to hear about this Jesus. I never knew who he was, but I, I heard about him that he could bring life to me and he had loved me and he had plans for me started to stir my interest that maybe, just maybe, he could do the same for me that he'd done for somebody else. And so Bartimaeus is on the roadside and he hears that Jesus is going by. He can't see, but I'll tell you what, when you lose one sense, all your other senses go heightened. And so he can hear that Jesus is coming because he hears the murmurs, that's Jesus, that's Jesus. It's Jesus of now, he's coming by, he's coming by, there he is. And so what he does is he begins to cry out to him from his position. He's still blind, he's still broken. He begins to yell, he says, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. And everyone around him tells him to be quiet. In fact, the Bible says they rebuke him. They tell him, stop, quit crying out. He's not after you, he's not interested in you, stay where you are. 
And, he, and he's like, no, nah, man, I'm shouting out. The Bible says he shouts all the louder. Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus catches wind of this cry and he, and, he, and he says, go get this guy, go bring him to me. So they bring him to Jesus and he, and he comes to him and Jesus says these words to him. He says, what do you want? What do you want? And he says, Lord, I wanna see. And this, if you're a Bible underliner, then underline this passage because this is blowing your mind. It says this, go, your faith has made you well. Jesus didn't touch him. Jesus didn't spit on ground and rub it in his face. He did it another time. He just said, your faith has made you well. There's something about faith that positions us in a lifestyle that aligns us with what God would have for us. It aligns us with God's business. I don't understand everything about God, but I do know this, that faith is a powerful component in this life. I mean, like coming me coming from a background where we didn't have faith and we didn't go to church, it's such a foreign thing. It's like, what do you mean faith? What does it even mean? What does it even look like? It can be this kind of out there concept, but I've come to learn that faith is a very powerful thing. Faith is an incredible way to live. Living a life of faith is, a, is an amazing, amazing way to live. It's the way you were designed to live with a life of faith. And, and faith seems to move the hand of God. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. But he does say if you've got faith just the size of a mustard seed, like you don't even have to have big faith, just have tiny little faith. Just have like a little, 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 little itty, 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 bitty faith. That's all you need. You don't need big faith. Just little, 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 little. You can tell a mountain to go throw itself in the ocean. It's like, Dude, I, 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 I'd be happy with grain of sand faith. Like if that can move a mountain, maybe I can move like, like the road, the traffic out of my way. <laughs> like faith is, is, this, is this powerful component in our, in our relationship with God. And without faith, we can't please God. But faith is this, is this incredible thing that begins to align us and position us for the life of breakthrough that God has for our lives. Whether it's a big breakthrough like Bartimaeus or whether it's those daily little breakthroughs where God's shifting you and changing you and growing you and developing you and making you more like the person he fully originally intended you to be. That's the kind of faith. And so I, what I wanna do is I wanna look at this, this, this moment and I wanna look at blind Bartimaeus and kind of pull out three things that he did to display faith and to position himself for the breakthrough that he receives. Is that cool? Because I think all of us could learn a thing and maybe all, all of us could take a little bit away and go, man, I'm gonna apply a little bit more of that in my life to live a life more of faith and to position myself for the breakthrough that God's got for my life. Let me tell you, I've begun living these things and I'm seeing daily breakthrough in my mind, in my heart, in my life, in my prayers, and all kinds of different things. So I wanna encourage you with these. The first thing I notice is this, to live a life of faith and position for breakthrough, number one, you gotta have an attitude of worship. You gotta begin with an attitude of worship. In order to get... Jesus' attention, Bartimaeus, he shouts at him. But this is how he gets his attention. He loudly declares a statement of worship. I'm gonna tell you tonight, my dad's name is Neville. I know. I, I feel a bit sad because Neville's a name that you're not gonna see much in the next 20 or 30 years. No one's naming their baby Neville. Oh, he's so cute, what's his name? Neville. Um, like it's not gonna happen. Frost, I, I bless you with the name Neville. When you have a child, he's gonna be Neville. Even if it's a girl, Neville. Isn't she beautiful? What's her name, Neville? She's wonderful. If I was walking down the road and someone said, hey Steve, son of Brian, 
I'd be like, man, you got the wrong Steve. You got the wrong Steve. Bartimaeus yells out to Jesus and he says, Jesus, son of David. I don't know if you read the nativity story, but Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. I don't know if you ever saw that. David's not his daddy. Jesus, son of David, what's he doing? We can understand is what, what Bartimaeus is doing is he's declaring an Old Testament messianic title for the Christ. So when he's yelling out, it's because the Messiah would come as of the line of David, so he would be the house of David, a son of David. And so to declare him as the son of David was to declare a title of honor and of worship and of degree and pedigree and who he was. He's not just saying, hey, I'm getting your attention. He's saying, you are the Messiah. You are the promised one. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's a worshipful title. So when he yells out, Lord, son of David, he's declaring loudly. And the Bible says this, everyone tells him to shut up. And he's like, I'm shouting louder. He shouts his worship louder. Louder. He's out of control. I love what the Bible says about worship. In Psalm 47, it says, clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. Psalm 63, I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. Now I get it. I know that we're a bit of a happy, clappy church. Like, I'm fully aware. I'm fully aware that we are a bit of a happy, clappy church, and you come in, some of your visitors, you're going, what is going on here? <laughs> like, like, what are these people on? What's in the coffee? It's free coffee. What are they putting in it, man? Like, I, I know because when I came here to church for the first time, I was like the same. I was like, these people are weird. What do they put your hands down, bro? Like, it's hot. Put them down. I'm near you. Quit your jumping, man. Go to the gym if you want to exercise. This ain't jumping jacks. Like I knew, I know. But here's what I've come to learn. I've, I've discovered that worship is an exercise of faith. See, it takes faith to come and worship God. And, and listen, and, and it's lifting your hands in church and clapping your hands and jumping around. I know, I'm the most mental in worship. I'm the one, I'm, I'm, I'm 36 years old. I almost said 46. No, in Jesus' name. I'm 36 years old. If you're younger than me and I'm out jumping you, you need to get your, get your, check your heart. You know, like, like, like I'm going crazy. Why? Because, because I've come to understand that, that, that this, this worship and this jumping and clapping and singing and shouting, it's not a personality thing. It's a faith thing. And you don't know, oh, it's not my personality to clap my hands. Like, it's what's, it's, I read the Bible, it's kind of more of a faith thing than a personality thing. And if I want to live a life of faith, it's to come in an attitude of worship. It's to come with an attitude of worship and go, I'm going to lift my hands, I'm going to clap my hands, I'm going to shout. Like, it's, it's, it's about posturing your life with a life of faith. To come and worship God requires faith. It requires faith to declare the goodness and the promises and the love and the mercy. And then I'm a child of God when you don't feel like it. But that's faith. I don't feel like, I feel kind of like down and low, but I'm gonna lift my hands, I'm gonna worship God, I'm gonna go declare His promises and who He is, I'm gonna lift my vision, I'm gonna lift my heart, I'm gonna magnify Him. That's faith, and you'll see breakthrough begin in your life as your focus and your position begins to change. Many people want the breakthrough before they worship. Bartimaeus knew what it was to worship before his breakthrough. He was still blind, he was still broken, 
He was still in that place, but he knew that he could worship. Friends, even when you come and you're bound, you're broken, you're messed up, and you don't feel like I'm telling you, worship is an exercise in faith. Have and develop in your life an attitude of worship in your world. If you, Ephesians 5 says this. I love it. It says, don't be drunk with wine because that'll ruin your life. That's good advice. <laughs> Adrian's underlining. Good work, bro. Well, hey, we're all a work in progress. No judging, man. No judging. It's all good. It's all good, Lord. Healing. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. Listen, this gives us a little recipe. If you want more of God, you want more of the power of God, you want more of the Holy Spirit in your life, the life-given spirit that, that raised Jesus from the dead. You want more of that in your life? Here's the answer. Worship, worship, worship. That's how you get it. That's how you grow in it. Worship elevates your vision. Worship magnifies God. Worship takes your focus off your current position and begins to set it on the enormity and the scope and the possibilities of God and your life in His hands. It's a powerful thing. It's a faith thing. It requires faith, but it builds faith. To worship God, it builds His faith in your life. If you want to, to align your life for breakthrough, then build a life and an attitude of worship in your life. I would encourage every person, if you're a believer here today, if you're a Christian, I'd encourage every one of you, begin your day by putting worship on on your phone or your, your earbuds or whatever. Put something on where you begin your life and you begin your day every day by setting your heart on Him. Put worship around you. Put it in your car. Put it like, just like be careful what other stuff you chuck it in your mind, man. It'll mess with you. But bring, build a, cultivate a, an attitude and a lifestyle of worship around you. Begin to sing and just set your heart on God. I tell you what, you wake up, you wake up down and feeling a bit, bit like mediocre, chuck some worship on, sing along. See how you feel in 15 minutes. See what happens. I've learned to, like there's some days, like I don't feel like it, but, and I feel like I've gone 10 rounds with the devil himself, but I've learned, to, I've learned to worship my way to that place of breakthrough. Breakthrough sometimes is about in here, not out there. And worship enables you to, to, to exercise faith and to come into alignment with a life that's gonna bring breakthrough. Is that cool? Number two, here we go. Number two, second thing I noticed is this. To live a life of faith and experience breakthrough, you gotta ignore the naysayers. Ignore the naysayers. Um, I, I, I've, throughout my life, um, been quite active and um, quite into sport and exercise and recreation, that kind of stuff, right? So as a result of this, I've injured pretty much every part of my body. Um, like you name it, I've done it. And, I've, and uh, even like three weeks ago, I ran the Tough Mudder event and I rolled my ankle real bad and I had to pull out halfway, which was really disappointing. Uh, but like, you know, I've like torn both my hamstrings, I've bust my ankle, I ruptured all ligaments in my foot, was in a moon boot for 13 weeks, I dislocated my elbow, I've uh, busted my sternum, broke my collarbone, broke my finger, broke my nose a couple of times. I even tore a little muscle in my throat when I sneezed too hard. <laughs> that, that legit happened, actually happened. Be careful when you sneeze. <laughs> stay calm. Stay, just stay calm when you sneeze. That's all I got. Best advice I can give you. Stay calm. Let it happen. Just let it come. It knows what to do. Just let it come. And throughout my life, especially my sort of adult years, I've had to fight the naysayers who are like, Steve, why do you keep doing this to yourself? Why do you keep doing sport events, and why do you, like just quit, man, just give up, like you're too old, like move on, like that's enough, like just call it a day, and all these, and listen, man, I'm like, I've had to fight these naysayers the whole time, it's like, man, dead things don't move, and I'm not dead yet, and I'm gonna move, and I'm gonna live, and I'm gonna be strong, come on, Jesus, yeah, like, I, 
<laughs> you're going to ignore the naysayers. Listen, can I tell you, when it comes to a life of faith, not everyone's going to cheer you on. When it comes to following Jesus, not everyone's going to have your back and not everyone is going to cheer you on. In fact, the people around Bartimaeus actually told him to just get back to his begging. They told him, stop crying out, stop staying where you are. They're like, man, do, hey, who do you think you are? You, you be quiet, stay in your position, stay as you are. Don't get free, don't get healed, don't get delivered. Like you stay just as you are. That's your lot, that's your position. Who do you think you are, man? You be quiet. That's the people around him. You got, if you wanna experience God's breakthrough in your life and you wanna begin to live a life of faith, you've gotta ignore the naysayers around you and in faith keep pressing on to what God's got for you. You gotta take hold of it, man. You gotta take hold of it despite the people around you despite the people that are trying to pull you back. It, 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 this is quite cool. Like I know in this room right now and in our church over the last few years, like so many people have come to that place where they've surrendered their life to God. Just like Sam talked about today as she got baptized, so many people have come to that place of going, man, God is real and I want Him in my life and, and have surrendered their life to Him and He's coming. They've entered into this life-giving, life-breathing relationship with Him. It's amazing, it's amazing. In fact, here's a cool stat. In the last three weeks, three Sundays alone, three Sundays alone, we've seen 48 people say yes to following Jesus. 48 people. That's amazing. I think that's pretty amazing. Do you know that that, that is larger than most of the Elam churches in our nation? That number of people. That's larger, that's over half the size of the average New Zealand church. That's incredible, 48 people. And that doesn't even include today. Many people today have said yes. So, like that's insane. And I, but I know that for many of you, maybe in this room that you've started this journey, I, I know that for a fact, there's, because I know this, because this is my journey, that not everyone in your world is cheering you on. In, in fact, some people prefer the broken you. Some, some people prefer the broken, bitter, hurt, resentful, gossiping version of you. They, pre, they would rather you stay blind. They would rather you stay broken. They would rather you stay bound because you fit better with them in their world. But you've started to change. When you said yes to God, he started to get to work on the inside of you. That's the beauty of, the, of Jesus is that you get to come as you are, but you don't stay as you are. He just gets to work. And, and things inside you begin to change and you don't wanna live that way anymore. You don't wanna talk that way anymore. It's just innately things just begin to change on the inside of you and people around you don't like the change. They'd rather you stay broken because you don't gossip anymore and you don't tell stories about that anymore. And you don't get involved in that behavior anymore. They're like, I'd rather you be broken. They'd rather you stay, but you gotta ignore the naysayers. You gotta press forward and take a hold of this glorious, wonderful life. That, and it is a wonderful life that God has for you. You've gotta to learn to ignore the naysayers and press on into all that God has for you. And I love what, what um, Blind Bartimaeus does to ignore the naysayers. He just begins to declare his worship even louder. He's like, they're like, hey, stop it. He's like, I'm worshiping. I'm pushing in. I'm pressing into God. He, he, in faith, he begins to declare the promises of God. It takes faith to keep going even when everyone else is saying stop, even when the naysayer is you. Because for some of you, the, the, the biggest critic to your walk in faith is your own mind and your own heart. Because you're saying to yourself, who do you think you are? After what you did, after what you've done, who do you think you are? Stay broken. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve to be part of that community of faith. You don't deserve to be part of the family of God. Like you just stay broken. This is your lot. This is the life you chose. But God has got so much more for you. He does not throw at you condemnation. He throws at you grace. 
and he wants to see you whole and free. Bartimaeus ignored the, the naysayers. My last thought is this, if the band can join me. The third thing I notice is this, to live a life of faith and align your life for breakthrough, you've gotta be specific in your ask. Be specific in your ask. I don't know how many of you are married in this room, and if you are married, God bless you. If, uh, if you're not, bless you as well. But I don't know how many of you are married to a wife like I have, um, because there are times in our life where we will maybe like every few weeks, whatever, we wanna get some takeaways, right? We're like, well, and so I'm like, we're like, hey, should we get some takeaways? I don't feel like cooking. Should we get some takeaways? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then like, I'm a dude, so I'm really adaptable. If it's food, like if it used to have a pulse and now it's dead and I can eat it, it's good, man. I, I apologize to all the vegans. <laughs> I apologize to all the vegans. I'm sorry, Jax. I love you. Yay, broccoli. <laughs> so, like I'm good with whatever we're gonna eat. And I'm like, hey babe, what do you want? She's like, I don't know. No, I'm not sure. I'm like, okay. Should we get some McDonald's? No, no more McDonald's. Uh, cool, I thought you didn't know what you wanted, but okay, cool, that's fine. Because that was quite a firm no. So it seems like you already, you have an idea of what you don't want, right? So no, okay, cool. But, but maybe, maybe, what about some Wendy's? No, no more Wendy's. All right, cool, cool, I get you. Like, I'm getting the vibe here that you know what you want. You're just not telling me what you want. And I'm like, hey, what, should we get some pizza? Like, no, I don't want pizza, I don't want pizza. And I'm like, just, I know you know what you want to eat. You're just not telling me, so let's cut this out. Let's save our marriage by you just telling me what it is that's already in your mind that you wanna eat. I love when Jesus encounters Bartimaeus. He says to him, what do you want? I mean, the dude's blind. He's got a guide dog and Stevie Wonder tape playing. He's, he's blind. And Jesus, the Son of God, God incarnate in this world, the all-knowing God, asks a blind guy, what do you want? Why would he do that? Is it not obvious, Jesus, that this guy needs to see? Is that not obvious to you? Why, why is Jesus asking him to tell him what he wants? It's because he's wanting to activate faith in Bartimaeus. That's why. That's why I got, he got him to specify exactly what he wanted. Because he wants to see faith stirred. He, wants to, he moves in response to faith. Because if, if Bartimaeus had just been like, yo, Jesus, um, you know, just bless me. Just bless me. Like a general prayer requires very little faith, like non-existent. Because like very little faith can move mountains. Like a general prayer, you know, just, Jesus just, you know, my health. Just bless my health. Like big, broad stroke, not a lot of faith required. Because who knows whether that's gonna come through or not. But it takes faith to be specific. To say, Lord, I wanna see, that's real specific. For a guy who cannot see, to say, I wanna see, like that's, you've narrowed it down, brother. 
It takes faith to be specific. And it's, I, I, I really think it's the culmination of these little faith moves coming with this attitude of worship and ignoring these naysayers and pressing in despite it and then being specific enough in his ask to where Jesus comes to the conclusion, hey, your faith, it's enough. You've, it's made you well. Your faith has made you well. And uh, I wanna encourage all of you here today. I know um, that you'll probably have some big need in your life or you'll have some desire or some want or some need in your life. Can I encourage you to do something? Begin to become way more specific in your ask. Like start to, it's dangerous to be specific, but it requires faith. Begin to become more specific in your ask because it will activate a faith in you that until that point is laid dormant. It will begin to cause you to press into God like you've never done before. And so I wanna ask you, what is, what is it that you're, you're believing God for? What is it that you need? What is it that you're wanting breakthrough in? What is it that you've got that you're like, man, I just love for God to come through in this. What does it look like to you? I wanna encourage you, be specific in that ask. If you want to tonight, on, on your seats, there's these connect cards. Um, and there's a space where you can write a prayer request. It's only if you want to, you don't have to do this. Uh, but if you've got a specific ask, a prayer that like you're like, man, I just need God to come through in this. I wanna encourage you to take a moment um, and write it down on that card and drop it in the, the buckets as they go by later because we, we wanna pray with you. Like as a team, as a staff, um, we, we'll actually pray with you for your request. We wanna partner with you in, in, in what you're believing God for. But be specific, right? Be specific. You're like, hey, I just want a new job. What kind of job? Where is this job? How much is this job paying you? What are the hours that you wanna work on this job? You are, oh, we, we believe in God for a house. What kind of house? What does it look like? What, is it, what does it sound like? Oh man, I really wanna, I really wanna find that, my husband, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just like the cry I'm out. Well, you know, what does he look like? What is, what is, what's his values? What, what's the heart that he carries? Like, kinda of gets a bit more specific. You need healing, be specific. Like, it takes faith to do that, but you'll be amazed when God comes through, you know. Like you know. When it's a general prayer, it's like, did he come through or is that just like circumstantial? But when you're specific and it happens, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, God came through on that one. This whole thing, this whole message is about trying to encourage you and equip you to build a greater lifestyle of faith in your life. Like I said, I don't understand everything about God but I do know that the Bible teaches me that He moves in response to faith. And this life of faith, when you begin to step into it, your relationship with God and your stepping into the things of God with your life will come far more alive for you than just trying to make sense of it all and just trying to like come do the church thing and do, the, do, the, do all the bits you gotta do. No, 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 when you start to live with faith, man, you'll see a dramatic shift in your life, in your heart, in your mind, your spirit, and in your relationships. I wanna pray for you guys tonight. Can I just invite you just to bow your heads for a moment and close your eyes? I'd love to just pray into this message I've just spoken. If any of these things apply to you, if any of the, the thoughts I have apply to your life, I wanna encourage you. Just receive this prayer. Lord, we thank you for this amazing gift of life that you've given to each of us. 
Lord, You made us, You formed us, You created us, You designed us, unique each one of us. Lord, You've given us gifts and personalities and passions. And oh God, the joy that we have is discovering all that You made us to be and all that You made us to do. That we can truly pour out our lives and make a difference in this world. And God, I pray for each of us that we would align our lives greater for breakthrough. Lord, align our lives with this way you're calling us to live, that we would experience breakthrough upon breakthrough, Lord, miracle upon miracle. God, a life that every day you're moving in our lives, you're changing us, you're shaping us, you're developing us, you're, you're crafting us. Lord, as we live this life of faith, I know that we can come into alignment with the life that you've got for us and experience greater measure of breakthrough. And so Lord, I pray that as a people, we would be a people that have a lifestyle of worship. Lord, that no matter what's going on, we will, we will be a people that declare your promises, your goodness, even before our breakthrough, even while we're still blind, even while we're still broken, even while we're still down, we don't feel, God, we will lift our hearts and our minds and our vision. Say, you know what? I'm gonna be a person that presses in in faith to worship the God who made me. I'm gonna come into alignment with what He says, what He thinks about me. And God, I pray as a people, we'll be a people that ignore the naysayers those who aren't cheering us on, who prefer the broken us, God, I pray that we would have enough faith to press on towards what you have for us. God, even if that naysayer is us, God, we wanna listen to your voice and your call and press forward into all that you have for us. And Lord God, I pray as we begin to become more specific in our ask, as we lift our faith to believe, you for the miraculous and for the impossible and to come and move in our lives. I, I pray in the name of Jesus that we'll see greater measure of blessing, greater measure of answers to prayer than we've ever seen before. Lord, stir our faith. I pray for every request that has been made and petitioned tonight. Lord, I lift it before you and I pray in the name of Jesus, come and break through and bring wholeness and life and grace and blessing to each position and each situation in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and head bowed, I'd love to just pray one last prayer tonight. Uh, if you're here in this room and uh, you don't know Jesus, maybe you've never made a decision to follow Him before, or uh, maybe tonight, if you're honest, you've known Him before, but your life right now is very far from Him and you need to get right with Him. Uh, I would love to include you in this very simple prayer. If that's you, um, I wanna invite you to pray this prayer with me. It's a simple prayer, it's a prayer of surrender. Because the truth is that God loves you, God made you, He's got a great plan for your life, He wants to bless you. Our sin, the stuff we do wrong, it separates us from God, but God in His amazing, amazing grace sent His own Son, Jesus, to a cross. When He died on that cross, He took what was due to us on Himself. And He extends to every single one of us, not judgment, not condemnation, but grace, forgiveness for your past, a new life that literally begins right here, right now. He gets to work on the inside of you and it changes you. He's got hope for your future and He's got eternity for you in heaven. And I'd love to include you if you're here and you don't know Him, or maybe you're far from Him, you need to get right with God tonight. I want you to pray this prayer with me. I'm gonna pray it out loud. You just pray it in your heart. You don't have to pray it out loud. Just pray it along with me in your heart, but mean it with everything you've got. This is your prayer. Just say these words. Say, God, today, I surrender my life to you. I know I've sinned and I've messed up, but I believe Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I turn from that way and I turn to you. 
I ask you to come in. Forgive me of all my wrongs. Come into my life and make me brand new today. I choose from this moment to live for you. In Jesus' name. Just while every eye is still closed and head bowed. If you pray that prayer tonight, um, I wanna invite you to do one very small and simple but very brave thing. I want you to take one little step of faith. Now, I don't want to do, you to do anything that you don't wanna do. Um, and I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna call you out. I'm not gonna stand you up. I'm not gonna bring you forward. I'm not gonna do anything like that. But I do want you to take one little step of faith. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna count to three. And on the count of three, if you pray that prayer, either for the very first time or coming back to God, you know who you are. All I want you to do is really quickly just slip your hand up nice and high so I can see it. I'll acknowledge you and you can pop it straight back down. Just one little step of faith. Just saying, you know what, Steve, count me. And I prayed it, I meant it, I'm serious. You ready? On the count of three, one, two, three. Hand up nice and high, just saying, Steve, you hear me. Yeah, God bless you, God bless you too. Yep, down the back over here, my man, I see you, brother. Awesome. Anyone else saying, Steve, count me? Yeah, I see you, my man. Awesome. You can pop your hand down now if you've already had it up. That's amazing. Anyone else? Just a couple more seconds. Say, yes, Steve, count me and I prayed. I meant it. I want to know. Yeah, God bless you. Worth waiting for. Awesome. God, we thank you so much for all you've done in this room tonight. And God, I bless everyone that has responded to your call. I thank you that right now, a party is kicking off in heaven as lost loved ones have come back to you. Lord, we rejoice with heaven tonight. We give you honour and praise for those who've come back to you. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together. Celebrate with all those people. That's so good. Hey, on your seat, there'll be a connect card, just like this, an orange card. And the first box on the top right says, uh, I am, uh, the second box, sorry, says I am committing or recommitting my life to Christ. And if you made that decision and popped your hand, I wanna invite you to simply fill that card out, put your name and your details down there and, and tick the box. And we'd love to just help you find that next step of faith. And uh, maybe your next step of faith is, is to be baptised. Maybe seeing Sam get baptised tonight was like, man, I, I know that that's my next step. Why don't you tick that as well? And there's a whole bunch of other reasons you can tick a card. Uh, growth track is coming up. Growth track is a four-week course that helps you to discover who you are, how God's wired you, and, and helps you find how you can make a difference in this world. It introduced you to who we are as a church. And if you haven't done growth track, I'd encourage you to do that to help you discover your purpose. You can take a box for that as well. And as Steve said, if you've got a prayer request, we'd love to pray with you. Simply write it in there and, and, and take that as a prayer request. And as Steve said, be specific. Be specific, take, this, take a step of faith and we'd love to pray with you. Or, or maybe you've been specific and God has answered a prayer. We'd love to hear those as well. You can simply circle that as a, as a praise report and we'd love to hear that. Maybe you just wanna update your details because you're organised like that. You can do that as well. Uh, I wanna encourage you, in, in a moment, we're gonna receive the giving and as those buckets come around, you can fill out this card, uh, take a box, whatever box is appropriate. There's pens on the end of every aisle and uh, if you can't reach one, ask someone, they can reach it for you. And as those buckets come by, you can simply pop that in. And one more thing, I told you about Growth Track. One more thing we have coming up is Christmas production. And uh, this year is a little bit different. We're going on the road. It's like a road show. It's gonna be amazing. We've got uh, shows at five of our six locations.
which is going to be exciting. And here at our Botany location, we've got three shows. We've got one show on the 23rd of December and two shows on the 24th. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be musically based. It's, it's going to be awesome. And the team have done a really good job at bringing that together. So I encourage you to come out to that. Bring a friend, bring a family member, someone. They'll love it. It's going to be great. And as we get uh, ready to receive our giving and our team comes up, I want to encourage you, if you're uh, here visiting with us or you're a guest, uh, don't feel like you have to give. There's no obligation for you to give. We just want to welcome you and, and, and host you. Don't, you can just let the bucket slide you by. But, uh, but I want to talk to those who call this place home. And I don't know about you, but the things I get most excited about here in church is seeing people's lives changed. Is seeing people like Sam go through the waters of baptism, seeing uh, people come in not knowing God and, and finding purpose, finding hope and getting uh, part of the dream team. And it's so exciting to see at Growth Track week after week, people coming in, maybe from a different country, maybe uh, just fresh off the street and discovering their purpose and getting stuck in on the dream team, uh, getting going through the waters of baptism, joining a small group and seeing them come alive, seeing them find purpose, seeing them find hope and hearing story after story of people finding purpose. I don't know about you, but that's my story. I found purpose here and, and that's why I give. I, I give because, uh, because I believe God has called me to be generous, but I give also because I believe this is good soil. Uh, I give because I see week after week people's life being changed. And I'm, man, I don't know about you, but I wanna invest into that. Uh, I think that is something that is an investment not only in the temporary, but an investment in the eternal. I'm gonna pray and, and the, the team are gonna get ready to receive. God, we just thank you that you're so good to us, God. We thank you that this, God, is good soil. We thank you that week after week, God, lives are being transformed. God, people are finding freedom. People are finding hope. People are finding life. And God, I just pray as we give, God, we continue to see you more and more. God, would your favor, would your fruitfulness be on us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Hey, we're gonna stand up as the offering buckets go around. We're gonna sing one more song. This isn't the leaving song. Right after that, I'm gonna come back up and I'll have to pray a prayer of blessing on you. But come on, why don't we stand to our feet and uh, worship God one more time. Come on, let's end the night with some praise.
I just pray, God, that as we leave, God, that we would be, we, our expectation would increase. God, our faith would increase. God, help us to believe for more. God, help us to be specific, God. And I pray for every single person here. God, would your favour be on them this week? God, would you encourage them? God, would you uplift them, God? Uh, would your grace be on them? God, as they go out, God, would you go before them? God, would your blessing be on us this week, God? In everything we do, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Hey church, if something about this message has impacted you, already stirred you, we've got a team that would love to stand with you and pray for you. But that is the end of our service. Have a great week and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Rescued me is the same love that I believe.